0: For decades, the Palestinian-American journalist Shireen abu Akleh was a mainstay on TV screens of Arabic-speaking households around the world.
1: Shireen abu Al Jazeera, Palestine. Shirin abu Al Jazeera, Ramallah, Palestine. Shirin abu Al Jazeera, Palestine.
0: Shirin worked for Al Jazeera for 26 years as one of the network's first field reporters and she was considered a pioneer. She set a path for women journalists in Arab media. On Wednesday, May 11th, she was covering Israeli raids in the city of Jenin in the occupied West Bank. And she was shot and killed by Israeli
1: forces. Her correspondent has been shot by Israeli forces. We understand that she's been killed.
0: In the days since her death, there's been an outpouring of grief. She was an icon, you know, among Palestinians and also among other journalists. Everybody loved Shirin.
2: She's one of those women who were known for their intrepid work as reporters in search of the, the truth.
1: My generation grew up with her voice and presence on TV. And this is why her killing feels so personal, even if you didn't know her on that level.
0: I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take... In the wake of Shireen's killing, we spoke with several people who worked with and loved her. One of those people is Dalia Hatouka. She's an independent journalist specializing in Palestinian-Israeli affairs. And she met Shireen many years ago in Washington, D.C., while they were both working for Al Jazeera. They instantly hit it off.
2: So our paths crossed work-wise, but also we were, we were friends. So we would hang out all the time. And whenever I went to Ramallah, I would make it a point to see her. And um, the last time I was in Ramallah was um, just about a week or so ago. And um, she told me, she's like, we need to hang out. And I told her, yes, we would. And I, I didn't get the chance
0: to. I'm so sorry. We have heard from so many people over the course of the last day or so about how iconic Shireen was. So can you talk about what made her such an icon?
2: So I firmly believe that Shireen was so well-loved and people would open their homes to her because she was so down to earth and she was super humble, even though she was a shining star. People would stop her in the street. Even in D.C., people would recognize her. And she would always oblige when they would ask for a photograph or or an autograph or anything. I don't know if a lot of people knew this about her, but she was also so funny. She was the life of the party. I rarely saw her, like, sad or upset. Even when she was upset, she just took it really well. And I think that's also part of what made her such... A good journalist is that she was able to push through whatever it is that she was going through. Her smile was constantly there. Her laugh was infectious. She was a free spirit, you know, and covering Israeli atrocities in Palestine never broke her. It never stopped her from appreciating and enjoying life, basically.
0: When did she become a household name?
2: In the Arab world, she became the face and the voice of uh, a daily digest of war and peace in the wake of the Oslo Accords in 1993. I would also say that she became a mainstay throughout the Second Intifada. She started working for Al Jazeera in 1997, and it was really the Second Intifada, you know, we would kind of all remember as being glued to the television, glued to Al Jazeera. And then Shirin, you know, showing up and
1: closing with... Shirin Ramallah,
2: So much so that even soldiers, I remember this personally, they would go around Ramallah and mimic her when they would use their bull horns. And they would say, Shirin Abba Aqli Al-Shazira Ramallah. And I guess they thought it was funny. But it just, it just proved how, how strong her presence was, you know, irrespective of who the audience was.
0: Dalia is referring to Israeli soldiers there. They were a regular fixture in Shirin's decades of reporting on the occupation.
2: She was so cool, calm, and collected out on the field A soldier would lob a sound grenade or something at her. And she would ever so slightly duck. Not like us, where we would literally duck. She would be like
0: this. So I'd describe Dahlia's imitation there as a slight nudge. And there's scene after scene of Shireen weaving through moments of chaos. In one report, she pauses to put on a gas mask. And then keeps on narrating what's happening on the ground. It's clear she was unflappable. But in addition to losing Shireen, the journalist, Dahlia is mourning her friend, Shireen.
2: When I started to get to know her, I just couldn't believe that this was the same person. Like, she loved to dance, she loved to have fun, and, and party, and travel. I remember, you know, going to her house and having breakfast and and we sit and watch garbage TV and (laughs) just things like that. And at the end of the day, she was a journalist, but she was also a girl, you know, Uh, so she loved to shop and she loved to do all the things that we love to do as women.
0: Shireen was killed while reporting on Israeli army raids in Jenin, in the occupied West Bank. And the cause of her death was the very violence from the occupation that she was trying to cover. Can you talk about the kind of danger that she took on as a journalist, but also as a Palestinian?
2: Shireen was on assignment in Jenin, as you may well know, and she was covering an Israeli raid on a refugee camp. If you watch that extended video of the incident, you can tell she was wearing a vest that said press on it. She was wearing a helmet. And that shot came through the back of the neck in like a space of, you know, centimeters. And she didn't stand a chance. She didn't have time to take cover. And I know that Israeli authorities have tried to circulate this video of Palestinian fighters shooting down an alleyway to say that they're responsible for her death. But researchers from B'Tselem, the renowned Israeli human rights group, found that the spot where this clip was filmed was about 300 meters away, with no line of sight to the place where Shirin was killed. So unless Palestinian bullets can turn corners and climb stairs, I I don't think that that video had anything to do with her death. Shireen was a veteran journalist, and she knew the kind of risk that she was taking to tell the Palestinian story. But she also didn't put herself in unnecessary harm or in harm's way. And she didn't want to be a martyr. She didn't want to be any of these things. She wasn't like that. She knew Janine like the back of her hand. And I... I know that her being there, she she did not know that there was a chance that any of this would happen. Because she had covered that story so many times. She covered Janine during the height of the massacre in the second
1: Intifada.
0: As Zalia mentioned, this was around the time that Shireen shot to prominence. Al Jazeera reporter Lina Al-Safin remembers Shireen's coverage back in 2002 when the Israeli army invaded the Janine refugee camp, the same camp Shireen was covering when she was killed.
1: Back then, the Israeli army, they rolled in with their tanks and they killed 52 people. And then they sent in bulldozers to demolish buildings, some of them with people still trapped inside of them, um, and buried the bodies under the rubble. To be a reporter on the ground during that event was to have immense courage. And one thing that is known about Shirin is her unwavering professionalism, her cautiousness. She cared a lot about keeping not just herself, but her crew safe as well. And she was also known for her dedication to relaying to the wider Arab audience, uh, the plight of Palestinian life under Israeli occupation. And this is why her loss is immeasurable. I mean, it's it's still shocking that a veteran journalist one of the faces of Al Jazeera in Palestine could be just murdered in broad daylight. It's it's shocking.
0: So Dalia, Al Jazeera has had many Palestinians on air over the last day, and for the most part, they've all expressed a lack of confidence over real accountability for Shireen's killing. Can you talk about what accountability would look like?
2: For me, accountability would be to basically have an independent probe. Shirin is an American citizen, so there is that extra pressure by the Americans to have that probe. But how do you allow the Israelis who are potentially, let's say, responsible for her death to also carry out an investigation? It just doesn't make any sense. If we look at the past, we can tell that Israeli authorities don't always hold people uh, accountable to the death and killings by the hands of their soldiers. So for example, we still haven't heard anything about the death of Omar Assad, the 78-year-old Palestinian-American man who died in January when he was arrested by soldiers in the West Bank. He died when soldiers stopped his car, blindfolded him, bound him, and led him away to a building under construction.
0: In February, the Israeli military said that case was a clear lapse of moral judgment. They stripped two officers of their command and reprimanded a third one. But that's the extent of the action. There have been no criminal charges.
2: So his family never got justice for his death, and the U.S. administration did not press the Israelis, nor will I expect them to do so for Shirin. I I know that we've heard from the State Department, from Nancy Pelosi, from the U.S. ambassador to Israel, all asking for an investigation and all condemning her death. But, I mean, haven't we seen the scenario before? And when was justice served? for Palestinians in the past.
0: In addition to the outpouring of grief, there have also been shows of solidarity. That includes in Washington, D.C., where Shireen had worked for a period of time. Dozens of journalists gathered outside Al Jazeera's offices on Wednesday to mourn her. We spoke with some of her friends and former colleagues, like Amshad al-Malki, Al Jazeera Arabic's executive producer in Washington, D.C.
2: Maybe one of the things that people do not know besides her working as a reporter in Al Jazeera, she's a trainer in the uh, media center in Birzeit University. I'm sure she trained dozens, maybe hundreds of Palestinian journalists. I, I can't express how much the Palestinian press club has lost with, with this assassination.
0: And that extends into the diaspora as well. Yasmin al Sabawi, a Palestinian-Canadian correspondent for the Turkish channel TRT World, sent us this comment about Shireen's influence. Shireen Abakle changed the way Arab parents certainly mine perceived women who worked as field correspondents. When she started out, we didn't have as many Palestinian women journalists in the field uh, as we do now. And she commanded such respect, brought such an integrity to her role, that instead of saying, hey, you could be like Christian Amanpour, now we say you could be just like Shirin Abu <laughs> On Thursday, Thousands of Palestinians came out to the state service for Shireen in Ramallah to pay their respects. One video floated around on social media showing a priest praying over her body. In the background is a bevy of reporters documenting. Dahlia mentioned that when I asked her about Shireen's legacy.
2: I could see that everyone, like Ordinary people, but especially reporters and photographers there. They were packed in around the procession, having to cover the death of one of their own. It's a very tight knit community in Palestine and there's shock and disbelief. And we can't quite believe that, you know, she saw death so many times during the coverage and, and now we're covering her death. And it's, it's just, it's heartbreaking.
0: Dahlia told me this on Thursday. Shireen was buried on Friday. Mourners came to the hospital and occupied East Jerusalem for the procession to the funeral. Israeli police came too. They used batons to beat mourners, including people carrying Shireen's coffin, which they almost dropped. The
2: the security forces have have got their way. They're, They're not allowing any sort of procession With Shireen's casket to walk to uh, the church where the funeral service is due to be held, it it
0: appears from what we're seeing now uh, that that, that her casket will be driven. Church bells rang out across Jerusalem as she was moved to the cemetery and laid to rest. Dalia, you tweeted that you don't want Shireen to become a statistic. How will you remember her as a friend and a former colleague?
2: I'll remember her as someone who is so beautiful and so just just such a caring person and so lively and so full of life and just she she loved life and and this is this is the thing that bothers me the most is that she saw so many hard things and she she did not have this hatred in her heart or this this kind of, like, maliciousness or anything, you know? I also want to remember her as someone who had this calm, commanding presence filling Palestinian living rooms and courtyards and camps. You know, for a generation of young Arab women who came of age in 1997, when she started, and are now a driving force in journalism, you know, she was the first female correspondent they'd seen on their television screens. I do want people to remember her as a trailblazer and a symbol. And I know a lot of people will call her a martyr, but I I think... The way she would want to be remembered is as a journalist. She loved her job, but also as a Palestinian. She was Palestinian through and through. And that's what drove her to be a journalist and to tell the stories that others didn't want to tell.
0: And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Nagin Oliay, Ney Alvarez, Amy Walters, Alexandra Locke, Ruby Zaman, and me, Malika Bilal. Alex Roldan is our sound designer. Aya Almilake and Adam Abugad are our engagement producers. We'll be back.